Hey, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Golf Perfection Podcast. And in this one, we're going to go over my top 10 best courses in the Monterey Peninsula area. That being said, I hope this podcast helps answer the question like, hey, if I'm going to go to Monterey, which golf courses should I play? And it's actually not as straightforward as, you know, just playing my top 10 list. Uh, There's actually nuances in terms of like, hey, if I'm only going to play for, I have time for one day, you know, the answer can change compared to if I have a weekend to play or even a full week to play. So if you want to go to those types of suggestions, just skip down and get past the top 10 list. The top 10 list will be in the comments below anyway. Um, But that being said, let's jump in right into my list and then we'll talk about where you should play if you're given a certain amount of time. All right, before we get into the top 10 actually, I'm going to go over one honorable mention, which is Del Monte Golf Course. Del Monte Golf Course is actually a Pebble Beach owned golf course. Uh, and it's kind of just like a Pebble Beach uh, owned Muni. So it's actually a pretty decently hard course because the greens are super, super small. And on top of that, if you miss the green, there's like undulations in the green that make it difficult to putt on. And so even if you get onto the green, it's not a cakewalk once you're on to get that good score. So yeah, just wanted to mention one honorable mention, which is Del Monte, but let's get into the top 10. All right, coming in at number 10 is Pacific Grove Golf Links. This is widely known as the poor man's Pebble Beach with good reason because it's one of the more affordable options in the area and the back nine has incredible views. That being said, I did say back nine has incredible views because the front nine, which is not really notable, is kind of just underwhelming in my opinion. And it's just like your typical muni that's going through, you know, a city or a town with houses all around it. There are some deer, which you'll see probably on the front nine. But yeah, for the most part, not all that notable. My favorite hole is actually on number 11, which is, you know, a hole which you drive out When you hit your drive, you hit it out towards the ocean and it's downhill and you can almost drive the green if the wind is in your favor or longer hitters will be able to drive the green. And it's just a great hole and it's wide open. It's just it's just like a green light go hole, which is pretty fun. Um, One thing I will say, though, is that it's not always in the best shape. And, you know, they get a lot of people playing the course. It's probably hard to maintain, but then they don't need to maintain it in the most pristine condition to attract people to come out there because the demand is totally there. So number 10 is Pacific Grove Golf Links. All right, coming in at number nine is Spanish Bay. So Spanish Bay is a really big one. Admittedly, it's not super high on my list because I partially have never played played well there and that shouldn't factor into you know the 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 rating as much as it does but yeah every time I've played there it's it's been a real big struggle because I do not play well in wind so for those of you who don't also don't play well in wind well in wind and it's a windy day at Spanish Bay it's going to be a really difficult course uh yeah and sometimes you're hitting out of you know beach sand which is you know pretty difficult as well I mean don't get me wrong it has pretty good views uh I think my favorite hole is hole number eight which is along the 17 mile drive it's a par three that's surrounded by these like all these sand traps but it's really cool shot and uh you know you're just like enveloped in the 17 mile drive so views are great but I think I'd rather play other courses personally because I've been dealt a windy you know, time every time and I've just struggled immensely there. And you can see that on my videos if you go back to them. So number nine is Spanish Bay. Coming in at number eight is Black Horse. I haven't played Black Horse in a long time. So I've been reading reviews and people saying the conditions have you know, declined. But I think it's cyclical in terms of conditions uh, all around. But I think Black Horse is really cool. And it offers you a real challenge 
with your flat stick. So if you want a good putting challenge, then Black Horse is gonna be it. They had they had a PGA, you know, event there. And boy, it is very difficult in terms of, you know, if you're around the green and if you miss hit around the green, your ball can roll off. But overall I think it's a fun track. I need to get back out there to do a revenge round. And my favorite hole is hole six. It's like an uphill short par four. And every time you think about going for it, it just ends up poorly but the one time you pull it off it's going to be awesome but it's a short par four that is that is gettable uh, but you know if you're trying to play for a really good score probably should best lay up but you know if you're in yolo mode just go for it but hole six is my favorite hole at black horse that is course number eight coming in at number seven is monterey pines and so this might be surprising to a lot of people or people who are like local to there might think oh why monterey pines but in my defense is probably the best value course in the Monterey area because of the condition that you get and then also the price. Uh, right now, I'd say it's probably one of the better, main, it's definitely maintained better than Pacific Grove Golf Links. Uh, and it's not, it's it's definitely cheaper than Pacific Grove Golf Links. And so PG is my course that I rate value upon compared to other courses and Monterey Pines definitely ranks better. Um, so if you wanna just get you know 18 holes with no views but decent conditions and you want to go just play golf uh, you know monterey pines would be a good option but there's nothing like monterey e about it if that makes sense it's just a really good golf course in the area that's kept very well but there's no like iconic monterey-esque i guess attributes to the course but if you're looking for a value course then then monterey pines is definitely that course my favorite hole of monterey pines is just the first hole it's just a really it really gives you the sense of like what you're going to get out of the golf course and it's just straight away what's there not to like course number six is actually carmel valley so carmel valley ranch is a pretty pristine golf course but it's also extremely difficult in my opinion last time i played it and i haven't played it since probably 2020 uh, I just remember, you know, the fairways being very narrow and then also the greens being like glass. Like it was very difficult to hold greens, but I, I have to admit it's probably one of the best golf courses that I've been on maintenance wise. Uh, and it was overall a really just good time. Really, really cool holes. You're not going to get the ocean views because it's more inland in the Carmel area, um, but you will get a lot of elevation. So like the back nine plays completely different than the front nine. The back nine is all up into the hillside. My favorite hole at Carmel Valley Ranch is hole number 11. Hole number 11 is just like you start driving way up into the mountains and then you sh you hit a drive like way out into the, I guess, valley that you are now on top of, like this plateau that you're on top of and it's a really great view. Um, so yeah, hole number 11 at Carmel Valley Ranch is awesome. There's also a par three, like few holes after that, that you're hitting super far down into. So yeah, the back nine at Carmel Valley Ranch is one for the ages and you will you won't forget that course, that is for sure. All right, course number five is actually Bayonet. So Black Horse and Bayonet, they are now part of the Troon group, I believe. And they're making a lot, they're putting a lot more houses out there. So that might knock these courses down a little bit in my opinion, uh, but Bayonet is, you know, a really good challenge off the tee, always in good shape. Uh, and I think it's a really good course. If you want to go back to back like Black Horse and Bayonet, I think that's a good way to do it. More on that later. Um, but yeah, Bayonet hole number one is pretty awesome because you you just hole number one is like kind of intimidating and you know what you're signing up for. It's just a straightaway, you know, straightaway hole, par five. And it's just like, man, I'm in for a 
around which I need to have my game on or I'm going to have a bad time. So both the black horse and bayonet courses are difficult and a good test of your game. If you shoot well at either of those courses, you're a pretty good, you're a pretty gosh darn good golfer. All right, we're coming into the top four courses here on my list. You might get an inkling of which ones are on here. So number four is actually Quail Lodge, probably one of the best maintained courses that I've been on personally. Uh, yeah, and like, you know, just a really good time, really memorable holes, really good conditions. Uh, hole 17 is a really cool par three. And then up into the mountain or hill, you can see like a house up there. I forget it's a famous person who owned that house at one point in time, but it's a really great view. Uh, yeah, Quail Lodge is, is really awesome course. Uh, would recommend it if you have the opportunity to play there, but it is a little bit expensive for sure. All right, we're getting into the top three courses here. And at number three is actually Poppy Hills Golf Course. And so everyone knows Poppy Hills. Um, you know, if you go there and play there, I do recommend that you get an NCGA membership because it just pays for itself for one round. Poppy Hills is pretty well renowned. I don't need to, you know, give it too much praise. If you're going to the Monterey area, it's probably going to be on your list anyway. Uh, my favorite hole is hole number 10. And they used to be switched around. Hole 10 used to be hole one, hole one used to be hole 10, but they switched it around. I'm talking about hole 10 where you drive away from the clubhouse and it's a par five. It's a really cool hole straight away, but there's one gosh darn tree that gets in your way uh, that could prevent you from going the green in two. And I think it's just a cool hole because from a scoring and you know gameplay perspective, it makes you think on how you wanna, wanna go about that hole. So uh, also, you're not gonna get a ton of views at uh, Poppy Hills, but yeah, definitely one for the books and it's number three on this list. All right. Top two, uh, in no particular order, but I guess we'll go with uh, Spyglass Hill. And people are probably going to roll their eyes because they know what number one is. But yeah, number one and two are interchangeable in my opinion. And number, we'll just go with this next course, which is Spyglass. So Spyglass is very special to me. I think it's one of the coolest tracks out there in terms of like actually playing golf. Um, yeah, definitely is, is worth your time, especially if you get a Dukes membership, which I'll talk about in a bit. It's going to be in pristine condition. Um, if you can get a caddy, you know, that, that will always be good. But yeah, number two is Spyglass. And for me, all, all, all my favorite holes are like all the par threes. All the par threes are awesome there. Um, yeah, you have the first par three that you hit out into the water. Next par three is, you know, the one with uh, the house in the background, which is like a beautiful house. And then all the other par threes are awesome as well. So yeah, I mean, I don't shoot well in the par threes, but I think they're all notable and they're all, all great. And from a track layout perspective, it's superior to Pebble. And I kind of just spoiled the number one course for me. Like I said, interchangeable with Spyglass is just Pebble Beach. So yes, Pebble Beach is the number one course out there that I have played just because of the sentimental factor. If you don't have like a sent, you know, sentimental attachment to it, like for me, it was like always watching it on TV and playing it uh, in the Tiger Woods video game that, you know, makes Pebble Beach special to me. But honestly, it's super expensive and it's a worse value than Spyglass in my opinion. Um, even though Spyglass is getting a little bit, it's getting pretty expensive as well. But yeah, Pebble Beach is, you know, the top course for me because of what it stands for, for me and my, I guess, growing up in the game of golf. But I can see where people think it could be overrated, but pull six, seven, and eight, pretty stinking iconic. And it's probably like one of the most recognizable courses for a course that people have not played. So 
because it's on TV all the time. There's a program that gets run there. The U.S. Women's Open is going to be run there for the first time. They've had the Men's U.S. Open there as well. So, yeah, it's just a top course for me in general. So that is the top 10 list. And this is not definitive. Obviously, this is just my personal top 10 list. Let me know what yours is down in the comments below. I'm not here to say this is like the list. This is just my personal preference in terms of the courses. Let's get to the second portion of this podcast where I'm going to talk about if you're going to have XYZ scenarios, which courses you should play in my opinion. So if you are only have time for one round, then yeah, you pick you know the best possible course in my top 10 list that appeals to you. So I've talked about all these courses. Yeah, definitely. If you only have one course, it's pretty straightforward. Just pick a course that you think you'll like, and then boom, you can't go wrong. However, there are some nuances, like say, what if you only have time for like a half round? So like just say you're there with family or something and, va- and you're you know on a vacation and you can only squeak out a little bit of golf. Pretty much that Pacific Grove Golf Links, the back nine is first come, first serve in terms of tee time. So I think you can call them and reserve it. And then if you only have like, you know, a couple hours, like two hours tops to play golf, go out there, get that first tee time and then boom, play the back nine and you get the Pacific Grove Golf Links experience in two less than two hours if you're by yourself for sure. And so I've, I've done that multiple times where, hey, I just want to hit in quick nine holes because I love PG that much. And I end up doing that. So who's to say that if you only have a you know brief period of time just to play nine holes, that would be it. Another thing you can do, and it's kind of expensive, is play the hay. The hay is just a chip and putt course, but if you don't have clubs, they have wedges that you can borrow. And I think you need to just like buy golf balls or something or bring golf balls, but they have wedges that you can borrow, which are tailor-made, and you can go around the course with the wedge and a putter and stuff and go around that way. So yeah, if you only have a little bit of time to do golf, Pacific Grove Golf Links on the back nine or the hay is an option that you can take up. What happens if you're playing like a weekend? So a weekend, I would say pick any one of these golf courses on this list, but then try to sneak in a combination of once again, the back nine, a Pacific Grove Muni, and then combo it with maybe, you know, the hay or, you know, play a full course and then sneak in the nine holes at Pacific Grove Golf Links. Like, I think that would make for a really good weekend, or you can, you know, just play like two courses on here. You can play back to back at Black Horse and Bayonet, or you can play, you know, two, maybe two of the Pebble Beach golf courses. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much the strategy of, of golfing in Monterey is like you got to kind of pick where you want to spend your high value dollars because the golf out there is definitely super expensive in my opinion. So yeah, even like Del Monte is like over a hundred bucks. I think the only two courses that are a hundred bucks on my list is Pacific Grove and then also um, Monterey Pines. And so yeah, if you don't want to spend like that much money, my value choices are Pacific Grove and Monterey Pines. Uh, you'll still get good golf courses, but they're not going to be the iconic golf courses with, uh, you know, Monterey Pines is not going to have all the views that you want in a Monterey course. But yeah, those are the two value picks is Monterey Pines, uh, Pacific Grove Golf Course, and then also, I guess Del Monte is on the cheaper side, but all the other courses that are on this list are above like 120 bucks. All right, so say you have a whole week to plan out and you want to do like a big golf bro trip, I would highly recommend looking into the Dukes Club membership and splitting it with your friends. So the Dukes Club membership comes with a bunch of things. Obviously you get discounted rates at Spyglass and Spanish Bay, and as well as Del Monte. But if you sign up for the Dukes membership, you know, call them just to confirm, but you get a couple free rounds till Del Monte as well. 
and you get four free passes to the hay which is the par three course that was designed by tiger woods's foundation or their their company so if you get signed up for the deuce club split it with some people the tea time rate gets propagated to everyone in your foursome so you get discounted spyglass you get discounted spanish and you get some like food money too as well but if you had a week and you had to plan it out i would look into the deuce club and to, to plan a guy's trip and then split the deuce club membership between you and then cancel it after a single year unfortunately the deuce club membership has gone up in price uh, and so I wouldn't recommend keeping it if you're not from the area. If you're from around the area, the Deuce Club is no no brainer. But yeah, if you can, be really meticulous in your planning. Plan out, you know, and you don't even have to stay on the Pebble Beach resorts or Pebble Beach hotels just to play Spanish Bay and Spyglass and Del Monte, right? So it's like kind of a no brainer. Use the Deuce Club, get, you know, your free rounds at Del Monte, get your free round at The Hay, and then basically try to squeeze in Spanish and Del Monte, or Spanish and Spyglass while you're there. That's how I would handle like a week long trip there is to, you know, try to hammer out all those things. The Deuce membership also lets you book 30 days in advance. So that's how I would approach a week long trip there. Another tip is that if you do reservations with golf now and you have like the golf pass, uh, you can kind of cheat your way onto Pebble Beach. So just say like a couple days you schedule a few rounds and you use it with golf now with the golf pass. So how it works in Pebble Beach is that, hey, if you want to play Pebble Beach without having to stay on one of the hotels, because if you stay at one of the hotels, it gives you advanced privileges to book a tea time in advance. If you don't stay in one of their hotels, basically you have to call, you know, at 7 a.m. in the morning when they open and ask for the next day if any tea times are available. So what I would do if you're doing a week-long trip, gather some Golf Now reservations throughout your itinerary. And with Golf Now Golf Pass, you can cancel without any penalty. Well, there is penalty where you get your credit back or you get your money back in terms of Golf Now credit, but that's better than just losing out. You can cancel your tea time if there's openings at Pebble Beach. And so that's how I would get go out go about getting onto Pebble Beach and playing there. So that's kind of my tips for, you know, if you have a week long stay in Monterey. Uh, but I mean, if you're already like staying in Pebble Beach, you're already like pretty much aware of this. You're already a baller and you don't need my advice. But as someone who, you know, is conscious of the money they spend on golf and it is expensive, that's what I would suggest to somebody who's coming to Monterey and wants to play a lot of golf, but wants to do it in a smart way. Check out the Deuce Club membership. Yeah, other than that, you know, fun places are good places to eat. I'd say Monterey Fish House is a must. It's like a family style, good, good at home family seafood meal place. Definitely check that out. And, you know, there's all, a lot of other things to do as well. But, you know, that's kind of like my tips and tricks, golf golf trips to Monterey, as well as my top 10 ranking of the golf courses in that area. One last thing is that if you have a lot of time during that week and you have time to drive, guess what's like not too far away, which is Pasa Tiempo. So everyone talks about Pasa Tiempo, not on my top list in terms of favorite courses to play, but everyone, you know, they love it. It's Alistair McKenzie and, you know, you know, people love who love golf architecture and love a good golf course. They'll go out to Pasatiempo, which is in Santa Cruz, which is not too far away. Yeah, so that's also an option if you're around in the area. If you have some extra time to kill and you don't mind driving, Pasatiempo is not too far away. And then you can start going up into the Bay Area and you can watch my Bay Area top 10 course video as well. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all my tips that I have for, you know, a weekend trip 
a week-long trip or just, you know, even like a two-hour window to play golf in Monterey. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that one. I uh, hope you guys, if you have different opinions on, on the list, sure, let me know. Uh, but that's my top 10 list. That It is what it is. You know, it's not the definitive list. Like I said, it's open to debate. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I haven't played all these courses in a while. So maybe they've gotten worse or better or, you know, like the conditions have improved or gotten, you know, to the point where it's not that playable. Um, but yeah, let me know in the comments what your thoughts are. Uh, like I said, hope you guys enjoy that one. Keep chasing, and we'll see you in the next one.